your commuting home with Katz and Cosby. Now, here's John Katz and and Rita Cosby on 77 WABC. Well, why don't we go to, uh, to uh, Lee, uh, Lee, uh, Lee uh, Professor Lee, George Hopkins. Let's go to Professor Dershowitz, and I want his opinion on this, too, uh, sure. uh, Peter. All right, uh, Professor Dershowitz, uh, what are your thoughts about this? Did you hear that they, they basically did a tiered approach to responding to these riots, which make it more difficult for police to come out? Well, first of all, I'm not as old as Lee Iacocca, but I <laughs> he was a great man. He, he was. was a great uh, man. He was. Uh, yeah. Uh, look, you know, there's so much problem going on in, in, in New York today. And, and the idea that you would have uh, riots that you compensate the rioters. Uh, you know, you could easily say that these riots are insurrections under the 14th Amendment. The riots in Portland, the riots around in the West Coast, the riots that followed um, some of the uh, other killings of police, they were all in the form of, you can call them insurrections, you can call them revolts, but insurrection is in the in the eye of the beholder. But what I wanted to talk about, I hope you will allow me to, my university, Harvard, where I worked for 50 years, has just been ranked the worst school in the United States in terms of free speech. Not the next to the worst, but the worst. It got a score zero. below zero. <laughs> below zero. Below zero. They, 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 they don't gauge it below zero, but the actual rough score was below zero. Now, I don't want to make this self-aggrandizing, but this all happened after I left. When I was at Harvard for 50 years, it was one of the better schools on free speech because I would not let them get away with anything. Anytime they try to discipline a teacher, I was there to fight for them. But today, the administration, the faculty, they're on the side, not all of them, of suppression of free speech. There's a small group. I'm in it, uh, headed by Steve Pinker, a great professor, uh, uh, the Committee on Academic Freedom at Harvard. Can you imagine that you need? A committee for academic freedom? You think everybody would support academic freedom at Harvard, but no. The majority of faculty and students do not support academic freedom or freedom of speech. It's freedom of speech for me, but not for thee. They think free speech is only for people who agree with them, and Harvard is producing the leaders of the world, the future leaders. Ten years from now, these people are going to be in Congress. Twenty years from now, they'll be running for president. What? And that's what Harvard is doing today. No free Horrible. speech. It's an outrage. What percentage of the students are foreign students? Well, you know, the foreign students are among the best. Um, uh, but uh, no, what percentage of, all, of them? Is it, is it the foreign students that p- push it that way? Is it the Chinese no, think, students that no, push it that way? Who is it? No. It's the regular kids. It's, you know, it's, 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 I hate to say this, but the Jewish kids from Brooklyn. Uh, the kids who went to the fancy high schools, not only Jewish kids, but they're among the leaders of the most woke, progressive, um, also anti-Israel. Uh, the, the major leaders of the Jewish, of the anti-Israel organizations, the anti-free speech organizations, many of them. Well, we have, is we have it, a Jewish guy from it, Brooklyn who wants to chime in. Is it the water, is it the water <laughs> they drink in Brooklyn? What is it? <laughs> well, you know, but there are students from every group. There are African-American students. There are Latino students. There are many Brahmins. All, you know, it's a mixed group. 
But it's just not a healthy situation at Harvard. The reason Harvard's got such a low ranking is the administration was punishing professors for not towing the line. I didn't tow the line. For 50 years, I didn't tow the line. But they didn't have the nerve to come after, you know, somebody like me or some other people. But now so many faculty support this. Now, there are some great faculty who are fighting back, but not enough of them. And And the victims are... The students, the quiet students, the ones who want to be educated, the ones. And and you know what's happening now? Students are not taking political science anymore at Harvard or history. They're majoring in computer sciences because they don't want to be indoctrinated. They don't want professors to teach them their opinions. How sad. Professors to teach them the facts. And And you, you get that in computer science. But you don't get that in many of the other subjects. And we're talking to Professor Alan Dershowitz. Judge Weinberg, go ahead. Alan is a is a fellow Jewish kid from from Brooklyn. I just, <laughs> I just want to tell you that I'm very upset that in that article talking about what Harvard ranking, they said that 27 percent of college kids today believe it's acceptable to use violence to suppress speech that they disagree with. How do we right. deal and, with that? And 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 there was a professor at I think Wayne State. I may have had the university wrong. Who, when Stanford students prevented a judge from speaking. He got wrote wrote a tweet saying that wasn't enough. You should have killed him. Well, you should have killed him. Wow. Uh, you know, and 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 you hear that now. You hear that that you know who was it that said that? Uh, I think it was uh, Oscar Wilde that that uh, assassination is the ultimate form of censorship. Uh, and that's now, let me, let me let's let's that's go back to mean. Congressman King. What did yeah. Eric Adams actually do? In other words, as a settlement to to the uh, one of those Black Lives Matter situation. Right. He settled and says, if it's Black Lives Matter or, 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 or similar to that, and they are rioting, that the police should not touch him? No, basically, uh, uh, Alamey no more, but they uh, stop what's called kettling, where you lock in yeah. the demonstrators and you get it under control. Yeah. You surround them and you, and you keep them confined. And, and that somehow is And the other piece of it is you can't make an arrest on the street when you see the activities going on, unless you get a clearance from a superior officer. Well, yes, that's, yes. That's a chilling effect. The PBA didn't sign on to it. No. No, they don't no. want it. They, they didn't, didn't sign on to it. Are we we're going to have the PBA on tomorrow night? Yeah, we're having uh, Pat Hendry, who is the new PBA chief, Patrolman's Benevolent Association. He's coming on tomorrow. I mean, this is out of control. What's it going is. On? They're furious, by the way, John. They they feel like this makes them with their hands tied because what it also says is on the first tier, basically you send a response person, not even well, really and, a full throttle officer. Part where, where, I mean, come where, on. What Curtis was talking about that these police officers, the reason one of the reasons crime is down statistic wise. Is that these police they're officers, arrests. they're not making arrests, right? So therefore, the numbers are down. Yeah, crazy, crazy. Well, imagine all this shoplifting and boosting, no arrests, occasionally petty larceny, 90,000 packages a day delivered, stolen, no police reports, no arrests. The city is out of control. People of control. steal with impunity, and there are no consequences. And the cops, they don't make collars. They don't anger the deputy inspector at the precinct who looks good during Comstat. And Eric Adams says, oh, crime is down. Yeah, well, you tell that to the people who ride the subways and deal in the streets or who run a mom-and-pop retail store. They know different. Yeah, if they do make scary. an arrest and go to court, most times the judge throws it out. Throws so it out. It's how, a, it's how about a vicious the case, cycle we're in. Pete, also the case of the migrant. I want to bring it up because it just epitomizes. The DA won't allow it to get to court. Well, and John, the case of the migrant. There's the guy. This is the Venezuelan guy. He's busted six times. 
14 charges, two assaults on an officer. He hasn't even been deported yet. Let alone, and he's out. I mean, how does that make he's sense? He's an Curtis? asylum right. seeker. <laughs> he's better than any of us. He's better than an American. All right, guys. Professor Dershowitz, thank you so much. we got to take a hard break right now. God bless you. Keep telling people the truth, Professor. Thank you.